Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. The So Washes are back from their European vacation. What's up, Clark? And we're ready to do this weekly show thing. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's most global weekly roundup of new news and opinion from the world of recruiting. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. Did you learn any Portuguese while you were there? I did not, but I did learn that is nothing like fucking Spanish. <laughs> On this week's show, millennials need to put down the Xbox controllers and grab their real joysticks. Career Builder loses another VP in our rumor segment, and we get serious about facials. Grab a natty light and hone those party skills, kids. We'll be right back after this word from Job X. Finding the right fit is important. When you're deciding on shoes for a long day at the trade show, when you're picking the right podcast for your commute, and most importantly, when you're looking for the right candidate. With JobAdX, you can attract more relevant, engaged candidates to your jobs by harnessing the best in ad tech targeting. From predictive industry analysis and keyword click data to premium first page placement and reducing redundant applications, our candidate targeting technology ensures that you're reaching talent that's as interested in working with you as you are with them. Now with in-ad video and multimedia, you can share your employer brand story and company culture with job seekers so they can visualize themselves in your office, all hands meeting or axe throwing team building adventure all without navigating away from your job posting. Increased engagement makes for fewer steps between job seeker and new team member. Ready to ramp up your job advertising campaigns with the best in ad tech? Visit our new website at www.jobadx.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X dot com. I'm pretty d- bitter that I go to Lisbon same time you do. Yeah. Uh, while I'm there, it's it's rainy, it's cloudy, it's a little cool. Mm-hmm. The second I leave, the sun comes out, it becomes 80-some degrees, and you're there for about another three, four days. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope you had a good time, asshole. It was gorgeous. Yeah, so we were a little time in Lisbon, went to Sintra, went to Porto, stayed a couple of days, a few days in Porto. Uh, dude, it was so awesome. And yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get to, to share all the, the wonderful sunshine, but we drank a ton of wine for you. And I also brought back by request exactly what you were looking for, a very good port wine. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Yeah, we give a lot of shit to each other, but deep down, there's feelings. There's, <laughs> there's feelings. feelings. <laughs> By the way, uh, it's not- it's notable that your wife, who's very picky about where she travels mm-hmm. and where she wants to live yes. in retirement, has chosen Lisbon, our guest Portugal, as a top three retirement destination. So for those of you kids out there looking to uh, get out of wherever you are, Portugal might be a place to check out. Yeah. TA Tech uh, Europe 
did more than just bring us to Portugal. It, it, there, it might be a retirement place. You never know. Julie needs a new blog or something like Julie <laughs> picks for retirement. Where, where, where to retire and where not to retire. That's, that's a good call. Uh, also, Isabel from Job at X, she was the awesome Portugal trip advisor. So thanks, Isabel, because uh, she really hooked us up on places to go check out while we were there. Isabel may be my favorite millennial. <laughs> isn't saying much but she is a walking trip advisor is it like, is it your wife a millennial wait a minute no <laughs> barely barely not but yeah yes i married so young from where uh where i sit shout out to alex gatoy i know i'm fucking that up uh from bucharest he is spreading the chad and cheese love alex you spread it man spread it <laughs> spread that love <laughs> spread it wide alex that's that's why i like spread it spread it far and wide baby yeah right. he uh recommended us and and actually uh in his tweet recommendation or linkedin or where it was called us inspirational which makes me a little bit leery of uh his mind but hey i love it spread that yeah. love alex good stuff yeah, we uh video my job shout out uh if you haven't yeah. seen the demo apocalypse with uh, the kids there, Chris and, and uh, company, Stephen, uh, that's well worth your time. Uh, interesting product. Video is the thing all the kids are doing. Uh, apparently, 80% of the internet by 20-something will all be video. So you got to get on board. Uh, check out the Video My Job demo apocalypse. Yep. And also, uh, we'll be pushing out audio from uh, RecX. Uh, thanks to Stephen O'Donnell and the, and nice. the team over at My Job Viddy. That's an interesting uh, name. Uh, we'll be putting out some, some great content that we had uh, from uh, the stage uh, of RecX. So that was that was a good time when we got there, even though I was late. We, we will not be publishing the Rec Triple X audio, though. <laughs> Apparently, that's a little bit little bit too much for uh, even our audience is that is that when you called everyone euro trash when you stepped on the stage that was <laughs> such an asshole <laughs> yeah. yeah that was good big applause and shout out to uh, our deck map competitor so solid eric, eric from maya elon from 10 guy Adam from Canada dot or Canada ID and <laughs> uh, I didn't say AI that almost did uh, a Joel there. Yeah, I know. Andrea from opening.io four awesome, I mean awesome fucking pictures all the way around. Awesome, awesome products all the way around. And we actually uh had the judges had to have an extra bottle of wine this was a hard one to judge so <laughs> in the next few weeks we'll be putting out deathmatch uh podcast where you can listen to every single pitch so look for that are we okay revealing the winner in yeah. this week's show yeah so opening.io was our champion but as chad mentioned it took a lot more wine than we thought to uh -huh. help our judgment, which is a little bit counteractive, counterintuitive anyway. But so <laughs> we came up with opening.io. Uh, Ireland won this World Cup, I guess, and uh, very impressive outing. All of our startups companies were great. Uh, we, I love how they go above and beyond the performance bar with mm -hmm. Viking costumes and kilts and music intros. It was a great event. And uh, looking forward to doing it again in Austin in September. Yes, very, very excited to do that. And my last shout out before we get to the T-shirt selfies mm -hmm. piece uh, is uh, Matt Alder. 
Uh, he was obviously Chad and cheesed during one of his uh, his interviews at TA Tech. My bad, Matt. Sorry, sorry about that, brother. <laughs> you got Chad and cheesed. You got Chad. Can I throw in our Philly trip uh, in the mix here? Oh, like, yeah. uh, I'm not angry. Oh, yeah. I'm from Philly. So yeah, we're we're headed to Philly <laughs> next week. Uh, next week, get Chad's your overnighting. I, I can only handle a day trip to Philly, so I'm not gonna stick around. But uh, yeah, big <laughs> fan base in Philly. Looking forward to seeing those knuckleheads and uh, putting on a show for those guys. That's right. Week after that, we're in Boston for Jobcase Live. Yep. Uh, so we're doing a live gig at, at Jobcase, and they're taking us to a ball game. So that's pretty cool. Uh, after that, Transform Live, which again is going to be in Boston. It's a Smash Fly joint. Uh, we're going to be talking about recruitment marketing. And Joel and I are just going to talk about, you know, blowing shit up like recruitment marketing. Yeah. The, uh, the Cleveland Indians are rumored to be in Boston. Uh, that day That's that we're right. Taking the game, so I need to iron my, uh, my Jim Tomey jersey <laughs> so I can talk shit to Bostonians while I'm out there. That'll be fun. Uh, and last on the main uh, on the events, we are on the main stage. We're actually headlining Wreckfest in London and literally guys it's it's our job to break shit when we get there so uh yeah look for that it's gonna be we're gonna have a blast there there the bar opens at noon I think we take the stage like at four or after four so everybody's going to be perfectly intoxicated for our fucking show I still like Yanks gone wild even though you don't Anyway, that is that is beautiful. Or, or you should be should be wanks gone wild. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely wanks gone wild. Uh, and speaking of, uh, just a keep checking out our social feeds: Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Got all these all these people: Tim Meehan, Jamie Leonard, the whole Ten Guy team, and Chad and Cheese T-shirts. Now, if you want one of these things, you got to be at one of these events that we're showing up. Uh, so uh, come get a T-shirt if we have any left. The the T-shirt thing is out of control. It is fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I got to kind of bow down to you on this one because you were you were the lightning rod to get this T-shirt thing up and running and done. And I thought no one would wear our T-shirts. I'm glad I was wrong. Our T-shirts are flooding <laughs> the webs, the interwebs, and uh, it's very humbling and very cool. So yeah. Keep those picks coming. Big, big shout out to emissary.ai who paid for the fucking t-shirts. If you're not texting in your recruiting, you're dumb. Go to emissary.ai. <laughs> Which I think is their new ad that they're putting together. If you're not texting and recruiting, you're dumb. That's right. Emissary.ai. All right. Can we talk about facials now? That'd be great. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, okay. So we've been talking uh, in not in length necessarily, but we've touched on the whole facial recognition thing, um, how it's pretty yep. scary as hell. And fortunately, San Francisco has banned it. Yes. And uh, so San Francisco becomes first city to bar police from using facial recognition. Mm -hmm. uh, it won't be the last city to consider a similar law, I'm sure. Yeah. So on the face, we like this. However, you, for example, love the uh, the quickie check-in at airports. 
and there's a company <laughs> called Clear that uses facial recognition yeah. to check you into flights and whatnot pretty quickly. So it's it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, I guess, in that it, it sounds good to say we're going to ban facial recognition, but then it also hinders maybe innovation and in companies that want to use that to make our lives better. I think from our standpoint, we you have to have the choice for something like this to an extent. So um, facial recognition could, could definitely help find missing children, identify and catch criminals. Um, and then obviously also, as you talked about with Clear, uh, speed up travel. And, and we actually saw this um, during our trip uh, home from, from Portugal. Mm-hmm. We went through Amsterdam and they have facial recognition, uh, pretty much little uh, lines that are set up where you put in your passport, the uh, the camera comes down, identifies you, and then you're through and they stamp your shit. They don't ask you any questions or anything like that. It's just boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. And it was really fast. Uh, it freaked Julie out because she hates this facial recognition stuff. We saw it happening in, uh, I believe it was Detroit with one of the Delta, one of the Delta terminals. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, shit, I don't want to do that. Um, and then here we are. She's already in line for this thing in Amsterdam. And uh, she, she she went through it and it worked pretty well. So, yeah, I think it could help in those areas. But, you know, there there are these different uh, liberties and privacies and freedoms mm-hmm. that we should be able to opt into. Uh, and if we want to do something like that, I think paying a company like Clear uh, or going through, you know, a TSA pre-check or something of that nature where you're opting into it, mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense. You shouldn't have to do something like that unless, again, it's it's in a case of, you know, a missing child or trying to catch a criminal. That's something entirely different. But it is go figure. And I hate this term. It's a, it's a fucking slippery slope mm-hmm. uh, on, on being able to utilize something like this. And, and all I have to do is say, you know, the Patriot Act. That was a fucking slippery slope, dude. Sure. And they were doing shit um, to our calls, listening in on calls and all this other stuff because freedom. <laughs> yeah. Safety, security. Yeah, well it, it was it was a release of our freedoms. It was a tamping down of our freedoms sure. so that we could have security or at least the the prospect. Oppression's best friend is fear, Chad. Yeah, oh know. dude. As we know, we should know because it's coming from the 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 top of our fucking country now. That's all it is. It's fucking fear mongering constantly. You can't stop it. <laughs> and I love the paranoia of your wife. Like no DNA yeah. tests, no facial recognition. Uh, she's fouled off her fingerprints, so they can't track her that <laughs> way. Uh, Brian Hofer, uh, executive director of privacy advocacy, uh, the group called Secure Justice, said in the article, quote, facial surveillance technology is a huge legal and civil liberties risk due to its significant error rate. Yes. And it will be worse when it becomes perfectly accurate mass surveillance tracking us as we move about our daily lives. Yes. So, you know, what is the price for misidentification? And I mean, this is happening more with black and brown people than it is for white people. That's what the statistics show. So, yeah, it's I think it's it's nice and it's easy if you're going through and you're paying for a clear program. Um, But it's much different when the police have this tool in their in their tool belt. But yet it's still high misidentification rates for some of our population. I, that's, yeah. I mean, and, and we already have a high incarceration rate 
of black and brown people as it is. So how do the fuck does this help us there? We're even going beyond the whole like criminal element. You know, are you comfortable seeing advertisements based on your face? And if your face is recognized to work at a certain company, you know, do you start seeing advertisements promoting jobs at your competitors and other opportunities and maybe bashing the company that you currently work for? <laughs> and this is like a real thing. I mean, you know, like, yeah, I've, I've talked to sourcing companies that are testing out, you know, facial recognition solutions right. where based on, you know, whatever database they're using uh, can track, you know, who's where and what and, you know, what company portraits they've been in or what social media settings or what conferences are going to yeah. and then based, you know, recruiting or sourcing those folks on that. So this is a real thing beyond criminal and doing bad stuff like this is probably going to impact you in many ways of your life uh, in ways that you may not want to. Yeah. And, so, and Facebook has a hell of an algorithm right now because you post a, a, a photo into your feed and it automatically knows who's in the goddamn photo because we trained the algorithm mm -hmm. to notice who we are and who our friends are. So we're training these algorithms and who knows what Facebook is going to do with this long term. Yeah. You won't be able to go into an airport or a shopping center or a, you know, downtown area uh, with a lot of people and not be impacted by facial recognition technology nope. more than likely. No. So anyway, facials are all over the place and, uh, We'll be keeping a tab on this for everybody. And they're not going anywhere. And speaking of facials, yes. LinkedIn has some new updates this week, I guess. Uh -huh. And uh, it's a nice little mix of job seeker enhancements um, as well as some employer enhancements. Although, frankly, none of them is real crazy uh, new for job seekers. You know, you got new instant alerts. Right. Uh, the jobs home is redesigned for a mo more mobile friendly uh, user experience in applying for jobs. Uh, maybe most interestingly, they've uh, they've uh, they've made salary insights uh, someone that everyone on LinkedIn can use. It used to be a premium feature. Right. Uh, so now everyone can now view salaries on LinkedIn uh, in the job postings. So that's sort of new launching soon. They're going to have skill assessments. Uh, skill assessments give members the ability to assess, validate, and showcase their skills to more effectively stand out. They will also serve as a tool for recruiters and hiring managers to reliably reliably vet candidates. For hiring managers, new recruiters, and jobs, uh, they're making the core talent product even smarter. Uh, Launch brings together LinkedIn jobs, recruiter, and pipeline builder into a single platform. Uh, we kind of saw this coming yeah. and we'll continue to see it coming. Uh, and then they added screening questions, which is not a new thing for most sites. Uh, Indeed launched their screening questions a couple of years ago, I think. But anyway, uh, with screening questions, hiring managers can collect yes, no information about applicants to review with a clear understanding of the needs, like if you're comfortable with uh, the commute or confirming your educational level. Uh, this also helps recruiters and job seekers more quickly know if they're a fit. Yeah. Now, all these things should have been done a, a, a while ago, but you know, it's, they're being done now. So that's awesome. At least, at, 
at least LinkedIn now is copying like job sites instead of just copying Facebook. <laughs> at least now they're copying, you know, actual actual features that mean something to recruiters. And job yeah, I, it sounds like they're starting to give a shit or something. So yeah, I, I like the whole getting to the job faster for the 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 job seeker if they want to be able to opt in to to getting. T- to feeds of jobs faster because yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's all about timing. Uh, so that's awesome. But also on the getting to the talent faster, they're, they're trying to get their, their tools, uh, pretty much up to snuff with, uh, some of the shit, some of the startups that are out there for goodness sakes, who, uh, can help identify talent in, in seconds, as opposed to, you know, uh, taking, taking uh, hours, minutes or hours. So uh, good for them. That's It's good that they're starting to catch up. Also to their credit, I think that they probably understand better than most that winning the quick apply battle on Google for jobs and being a quick way for people to apply. I've already got my LinkedIn account. It's easy to you know apply to these jobs. That's, that's going to help them in their optimization of Google for jobs over time, as well as condensing the jobs app that they got rid of and now they're sort of bringing it all into one house. I think that's smart. I mean, I don't think it's a huge deal, but I think over time being mobile, being you know, the ability to quickly apply to jobs is going to help them on a lot of fronts. Yeah, I think Google will penalize them for uh, too easy uh, an apply process just from the standpoint of uh, being able to scatter and smatter and splatter employees with or employers uh, with profiles. I mean, it's it's all about being able to get the right type of individuals to the job to be able to to apply. So if they're applying some some um, really good first and foremost content uh, and then the opportunity to, to get the employer what they want, uh, then yes. But if it just turns into this this mess of uh, applying for everything and making it too goddamn easy to apply for everything, it might backfire on them. Hmm. That's an interesting take because it's obvious to say, yeah, Google's going to reward uh, the companies where people apply. It's very interesting to say it's sort of a thought 180 for them because they're used to people buying stuff and conversions are good yep. and applications are good. Like that's all good stuff. Like it would take a, a, a change of attitude and understanding of our space to say like too many applies, too many applies done quickly mm-hmm. could actually penalize your SEO. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting take. Well, I mean, it's spam, right? I mean, it could be for it could be seen as spam. So therefore, I mean, that that's something that they deal with already as it is. But also remember who would be Google's biggest adversary in this space? Possibly Microsoft slash LinkedIn. So it could give them a, a very good reason to say, you know, smack them down. Uh, from uh, from this practice, I certainly agree with that. Although they'll, they'll never publicly come out and say, "Well, no, we're we're banning LinkedIn jobs or downgrading them because of uh, our competition with Microsoft." Yeah, they would but, never yeah. say that. It would just happen. It's kind of like when they rolled out Panda and everybody's SEO got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm waiting to see LinkedIn get on the whole chatbot pre-screen these folks through a conversation as opposed to a questionnaire, yes. however they're doing it now. Yeah. I think that's a evolution that needs to happen. Now, I would have got it. I would have gotten excited about something like that if they would have um, actually acquired an organization or partnered with an organization to make that happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, being able to do these basic screening types of element. I mean, so fucking what? But that shit's been happening for well over a decade. Good for you. It's glad that you caught up, but it's just, it's big fucking deal. 
By the way, while we're talking about technology, uh, we have another live view from the Ladders Innovation Lab. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up the good work, Ladders. Uh, Love you. Good job, Mark. (laughs) All right. Speaking of companies going in the shitter, uh, Career Builder Uh uh, in our rumor segment here this week, uh, Michael Piermat. I'm probably saying that incorrect. Piermat, Piermat. Piermat. Dude, dude is an entrepreneur, according to his LinkedIn profile, yeah. and he somehow thought it was a good idea to join CareerBuilder <laughs> as, their v, as their VP of global growth. He backtracked on that pretty quickly. Uh, after only 10 months, he has allegedly uh, left the company. So, Michael, man, go back to that entrepreneur thing, because that's a much better gig than CareerBuilder at this point. Yeah, a career builder right now, I would believe, is just a grinder. I mean, seriously, just it, it'll grind you up and spit you the fuck out. Um, we're seeing that from industry veterans, right? Who mm-hmm. I'm sure have pretty big price tags on their head to keep them around. They've been in that, you know, in, in the industry for a while, or they've been a career builder for a while. So it makes sense to just kind of nudge them out or, or hit the eject button, and get rid of them. But mm-hmm. uh, we, we just haven't seen much come from career builder uh that they haven't been doing for years and been not doing a great job of for years right so uh none of this surprises me no it does not strike me as a place for like entrepreneurial type folks at all this is a churn and burn grind business now we'll see how it goes i mean when when uh augmented reality and i can point my phone downtown and see you know who's hiring that's the height (laughs) of innovation now like this is not an entrepreneurial friendly company at this point yeah when monster and monster studios is actually outshining what you're doing you really have to take a couple of fucking steps back and 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 rethink your strategy (laughs) well you know who doesn't have to rethink their strategy and is always on top of the height of innovation is chad and cheese sponsor canvas let's hear a little bit from them and talk slack wars nothing but slack wars you like my bill murray that's nice (laughs) canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage screen and coordinate logistics via text and so much more we keep the human that's you at the center while canvas bot is at your side adding automation to your workflow Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Slack aims to be the most important software company in the world, says their CEO in a recent article in TechCrunch, which sounds a lot like Ian from ZipRecruiter. Maybe those guys uh, eat lunch together or go bowling. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) it sounds familiar. I think it's funny that, I mean, Stuart Butterfield, they created Slack internally to be able to, to, to message each other, but that was not the core product they were trying to build. The core tr- product they were trying to build sucked and nobody was buying into it. So they're like, fuck, we got to sell something. And this is very 
very much how Stuart Butterfield has built uh, companies throughout the year. Same thing happened with Flickr. Uh, Flickr was not like the product that they were building. They were just trying to get capital. Uh, and it was like, oh, hey, let's build this and try to sell this and get some capital out of yeah. it. So it's it's interesting that he has such a great vision for something that wasn't even created uh, as a visionary product at all. But they're looking to go public yep. in June, valued at $7 billion, 10 million users in 150 plus countries, more than 600,000 organizations that are using, uh, but only 88,000 of those businesses are actually on the paid plan. Yeah. Uh, $130 million in revenue, which is... Uh, up like 60, yeah. almost 70% from Q1 in, in, in 2018. So, I mean, Slack isn't losing a, a ton of cash like Uber is, mm -hmm. but it's also not close to profitability either. So um, th this is an interesting story because everybody hates email, much like everybody hates their ATS, yep. but yet this just feels like a different form of email. I mean, seriously, what the fuck different is well, it? I mean, how's it different? Well, to me, it feels like you may or may not remember when GoPro went public. Yeah. GoPro, when they went public, they weren't touting the fact uh, that they were a, a camera that you could take on your bike and skydiving or whatever, right? Like they were promoting mm -hmm. it as a platform, an entertainment platform, right? Like they'd have these right. channels and whatever. So wall street didn't buy it right like they understood the whole hardware video thing like phones and whatever are catching up to gopro they understood that and then you had like snapchat go public and they didn't talk about you know disappearing text messages and photos they were talking about the camera and the hardware and being like an entertainer. right so to me slack coming out saying we want to be the most important software platform in the world tells me that they understand that the whole messaging thing is getting commoditized, that they can't really compete in that market long term, and that they have to pimp themselves as this like monolithic software company. And I'm not quite buying it. I think long term, this thing is going to get commoditized. It's going to get eaten up by Microsoft right. and others. And they're just sort of playing the game to get as much out of the out of Wall Street as they can until the party's over. So really in using Slack and I and I've used Slack, mm -hmm. um, what what makes it more productive? It, it's it's a method of communication. Maybe it's more instant. You don't have to weed through spam. Like to me, that's the like I don't have to weed through marketing messages in my inbox or spam or like I can have pretty direct access to people that I want to have direct access to. That's the main value, in my opinion. But here's the thing, and, and it's actually a quote from uh, Alicia Liu, uh, who's a software programmer. By lowering the barrier to initiate communication, the hidden side effect is that Slack has the quiet capacity to exponentially increase communication overhead, resulting in much more voluminous lower quality communications. So, so many people, it's so easy to get into this and just kind of like communicate that there's too fucking much of it. And it's one of the things that I've noticed in using Slack, you get into a group and you start obviously chatting and sharing documents and so on and so forth. And there's just too fucking much of it. Yeah. And, and note the fact that with the app store, you can send stickers to people. You can send like good you know, add a boys and good jobs to people. So yeah, there's, there's a growing amount of clutter in yeah. Slack 
that is making it not much better than email. Yeah. So you're talking about the spam. These are the people that you want to talk to. I totally get it. But there's so much shit that's in there. And and think of it from this standpoint. I'm actually there's like a group that I'm that I'm in that has like around 10 people. So the conversation that's happening with those 10 people as everybody's trying to provide their um, points, right, uh, is it is almost impossible to keep up with unless you're sitting there and just watching the screen and then you have to scroll back up scroll. I mean, it's just it is fucking it is ridiculously crazy. So I think our want to get away from email so badly um, is going to send us into a direction that is not going to make us more productive. You know, there's so many ways to communicate with people. It was kind of, you know, I feel old saying this, but it was, it was kind of nice when email was the only <laughs> way <laughs> because like you and me, we're all Facebook messenger, yeah, yeah. but like most, most people with me, it's like text messaging email for people that I'm not as close to. I've got LinkedIn messages from people that are like professional based. I've got Twitter DMs and and whatever going on there. Instagram, I got to add to the mix now too because I'm getting people to contact me that way. So it's like I kind of long for the days and I feel like they'll classify the advertisers who remember (laughs) when it was just a newspaper (laughs) that you could look for jobs. Now it's like I kind of long for the days when I could just go to my one inbox and see messages from everybody. Of course, marketers fucked that up, but that was kind of a nice little system yeah. and email still works. <laughs> Gmail it kicks a lot of the marketing shit out for me into different tabs. True. So it, it's not as bad anymore, but like, let's kind of let's switch the conversation for a second. Microsoft Teams is hot in this space and they see Slack as their number one competitor. They have over 500,000 organizations uh, using uh, Teams they're they're focusing their attention not just on the the organizations that are using the dynamics suite mm-hmm. but uh, also focusing its attention on non-desk workers which means it's going to be more mobile yeah i mean i think we both believe by some combination of microsoft and google will rule the corporate everything and messaging and corporate communications is going to be part of that yeah. and i don't i don't it's hard for me to see a world where slack can can catch up on the software side and have docs and everything that goes on in there quicker than microsoft can kick slack's ass with something like teams right. and by the way facebook's slack competitor has 2 million paying users apparently or 2 you know 2 million users so like they're going to get hit on a lot of sides. We've talked about open source solutions that are free mm-hmm. for people to use. Like messaging in, in and of itself is a commodity. And Slack, I think, is going to have a hard time competing in a world that, where they're being squeezed with free messaging on one side or cheap versus you know the big the big uh, 800-pound gorillas like Microsoft right. providing messaging to their already existent you know customer base. And then you ask yourself, does Facebook Workplace even have a chance? And is it too late? I mean, shit, June 20th is when you know uh, Slack's supposed to go IPO for somebody yeah. to, to reach into that and, and offer a shit ton of cash. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Or just let it sit there and wither. Yeah on the vine as you try to steal market share from it because it it doesn't have the infrastructure that uh that microsoft does yeah and i feel i mean sorry facebook has been derailed in their employment initiatives because of the whole privacy thing and just what they're going through on on a much bigger scale i know we've talked about them integrating with ats's for job postings and things like that but i think 
you know, they've been much, their attention is elsewhere because of privacy issues and being sued and GDPR and all that good stuff. So uh, I think, I think right now it's Microsoft and Google's race to lose. Um, and Slack is Slack is a wannabe at this point. Yeah. I, I think Facebook's a wannabe and they never really focused on the workspace, uh, the workplace or the workspace workplace uh, enough yeah. in the first place. I mean, just in saying that they're integrating into, I think they like named one applicant tracking system or maybe two. Mm-hmm. Okay. A big fucking deal. I mean, that's, that is table stakes for all of these types of organizations. Um, tell me what the next big piece of strategy you're getting ready to launch. The integrations, that's, that shouldn't be it. Again, that's table stakes. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting as many ATSs and direct, you know, direct jobs as possible yep. into their database. And then, I mean, they have a messaging system. They could do pre-screening questions. They could do chatbots. They could. Um, they could do scheduling for small businesses to interview people. They could do all that. I, don't, I just don't think it's on their on their radar compared no. to the other stuff they got going on. And by the way, younger people aren't using Facebook. So that's a bigger problem than they can have all the jobs in the world. But if, you know, young people that are desired by small businesses aren't on Facebook, right. that becomes a real problem. So they got to fix that first. Yeah. And Facebook, one of the one of the biggest advantages uh, for a company to use Facebook was the ability to exactly target your ads and they're doing away with a lot of that shit. So, I mean, they're doing away with a lot of the pros on one of the reasons why I'd want to fucking use you in the first place. Yeah. That's a great point. You can't even advertise jobs now. Not <laughs> basically yeah. on Facebook, yeah. not, not worth a shit and their advertising can't target. And okay. Um, all right. So <laughs> we're clearly, we're clearly bearish on Slack today and yes. Facebook today and bullish on, Microsoft, LinkedIn, Teams. and Google. Yeah. It continues. All right. Well, what isn't continuing is people getting their freak on um, and having babies in the U.S. A story this week talked about too few babies being born in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, fewer than 4 million babies were born uh, this year. Provisional data shows the smallest number in over three decades with potentially lasting effects on the future workforce. Yeah. The declining birth figures, which have fallen for 10 of the last 11 years, suggest that without immigrants, build that wall, people, the future workforce may be too small to support the growing number of retirees. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Some analysts expect the birth rate to rise again, however, as the millennial cohort moves through their 30s. So basically, millennials get to getting on and get some babies in this country so we can, you know, survive. Again, it's 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 about us understanding. Um, first and foremost, we have how many individuals that are still living with mom and dad because they're trying to pay their college debt. I mean, this is a much bigger problem, broad scope for our uh, nation and, and and culture, and then obviously globally. Um, but then they're not getting their freak on because they live in you know he's living in mom and dad's basement okay that's not sexy so yeah i get that um or they they're not looking to actually uh marry because again they they worried more about debt than anything else and then again the whole build the wall bullshit i mean we need people to do these fucking jobs people the robots aren't here yet we need people to actually do those jobs we need to be understanding about all of these things well frankly to expect the millennials to bail us out on this is frightening in and of itself so i wouldn't put much stock (laughs) in that what we need is you know people still want to come to the u.s um not just the southern border but in terms of 
students that come here and then we kick them out. Yeah. Like if you get, if you get a degree in this country, it should be like rubber stamp. You're a citizen. And the fact that we have people getting educated in this country and then leaving and feeling not welcomed yeah. is just really stupid. <laughs> so to me, it's not a mil- like let's, let's count on the millennials to get freaky deaky. It's a matter of like, let's make it easier for smart people and people who want to work into this country so we can, you know, move forward and successful in, in the new century and centuries beyond. We have individuals who have H-1B visas who they're making it harder for them to actually stay in the country. And it's like, okay, these individuals, we are training up to do these jobs. Why in the hell, after having somebody in the country for three years or five, two years, who, who, who the hell, why would we get rid of them? We need them. We That's why they're here in the first place. Here's your PhD. Congratulations. Oh, by the way, here's your American citizenship. Welcome to the country. Yeah. <laughs> Too fucking easy. By the way, when the sex robots come, there's going to be no procreation. So immigration <laughs> is really the only way that we're going to survive. The future. Thank God. Humans are dumb. Uh, all right. Let's get a quick word from Sovereign and uh, we'll talk money. And beer. Excellent. What's better than that? Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. I'm not angry. I'm from Philly. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll get to see that famous Ed from Philly. If you go to Recruit Philly next, next, is it next week? Yeah, next week. (laughs) 23rd. May 23rd in Philly. Come out and see us. <laughs> and Ed, too. Yeah, you get to see Ed. All right. So money continues to flow into our space. Uh, it surprises me every day. So I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think you may I or do. may not. Uh, we'll just wing yeah. it if not. So Seek Out, who, by the way, if you haven't heard our interview with their founder and CEO, uh, recommend doing that. Um, yep. They got six million-ish. They did. Six million. Day. So we have engaged talent. 2 million, I think. 3.5. Okay, that's close. Carrot was the big one, I think, with a lot Carrot of Carrot got the big cash, 28 million. Yeah, and that's a Series B. They've, they've raised quite a bit of money, and I frankly hear very little about them or know little about them. It's more of an yeah. education thing than a recruiting thing. And then, hey, Jobs, my favorite name of the four that we're talking about, <laughs> out of Berlin, yeah. raised a little cash. 12 million, yep. Yep. So let's let, let's let's go to the top and start with Seek Out real quick. Uh, yep. Anup Gupta, awesome, incredibly smart guy. He was an, actually an advisor direct to Bill Gates. Yep. You know, Seek Out is is incredibly interesting because they interface with LinkedIn and GitHub. They have some incredibly powerful search tools. Uh, the big question here is, you know, what happens if the GitHubs of the world or the LinkedIn ends of the world, shut them down, right? Shut them off. And that's one of the things that you always have to worry about if you are a platform where your success is predicated on somebody else's success and or allowing you to have access. So that's that's interesting, but 6 million, good for them. 
the whole sourcing space is challenged to me right now. Um, we're hearing rumors about Intello, who I guess you could call you know one of the granddaddies in this space. Like they can't sell to anybody. Like no one wants to buy that. Yeah. Uh, our buddies at Hiring Solved, you know, they they release Profit version two point whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's free. It's as good as probably anything on the market. Like the whole sourcing automation thing. And will people actually search for folks? And, you know, I just, the sourcing model as it is, is really challenged. And I have no doubt that the, the gang at Seek Out is really smart. Yeah. But when you look at privacy rules and what is just happening in sourcing and automation, like I hope they have a, a plan B that they're working on um, to take the company to the next level because in their current iteration, it's going to be really challenging. Uh, to be successful long term. Yeah, I think I think these these platforms are, are the most exciting to me just because they take sourcing to an entirely new level of efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, uh, and again, my opinion, just some advice. If you are not working with bigger platforms to become the brain of their platform uh, and then looking for obviously acquisition, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to lose. Uh, if you don't have people in your organization who are deeply rooted in uh, partnerships and alliances on the revenue side of the house, uh, and you're trying to go just direct to clients, one onesie, twosie clients, um, it's going to be a hard slog all the way through. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, in some cases, like the brilliance of the world and and whatnot, they, they're not from this industry. Uh, they very incredibly smart people, you know, Facebook, you know, data scientists or, or and even, you know, uh, Intello, just incredibly smart people. Um, but it, a lot of it has to do with that revenue strategy right out of the gate. Yeah. And that isn't always the first thing that they focus on. It's always about the tech, which I totally get it. But that tech has to be fueled by something. And that fuel is going to be cash. Yeah. Remember our buddy Johnny Campbell, who says 98% of recruiting or sourcing should be automated today. Yeah, uh, in the future. No, no reason why it shouldn't. All right. Our last story. Uh, we're yes. finishing with beer, as we should probably every show. Uh, Natty Light, easily Nasty. one of the worst beers in the world, oh, is looking for an intern or has an internship opportunity for you yes. to hone your party skills and, uh, I don't know, party and drink. And spread the natty light gospel, I guess. Yep. You, you have to be natty qualified, qualified, and uh, this means that you will be attending sporting events, do guerrilla marketing, travel to cool places, manage their social media channels, and do a weekly <laughs> blog. Uh, I think this is just pure genius don't, from don't forget natty the, light. Uh, the line item, design some sick swag. That gives that gives consumers all the feels. That's actual part of the job description. Exactly, man. I, I love it, dude. I, and and the thing is, I I think so. Natty Light is is just known for a shit beer. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not known for a great company to work for. And I think this is just this so tongue in cheek. <laughs> it's just it's it, it's really funny. And I wish companies would think more about what their brand really is and yeah it's funny to say i want somebody to go party but at the end of the day you're creating a product which 
really does that. It gives it, it it makes people happy. Not only is laughter a great medicine, it's also a great retru- recruiting tactic. God damn. Uh, you failed to mention the qualifications, which I think are great. So aside from being 21 years old, yeah. uh, you have to be outgoing, but not annoying. There is a fine line. Be able to spell protractor and <laughs> just be cool. Good luck in your search there, Natty Light. Uh, you're bound to find some winners in your resume stack. And you're definitely bound to find some losers. <laughs> and speaking of losers, we out. We out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. I'm not angry. I'm from Philly. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.